Now entering Nerdist.com. It's the Nerdist Writers Panel on the Nerdist Podcast Channel. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Writers talking writing can get pretty exciting. The talk can be lightning. It's very, very frightening. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Welcome to the Nerdist Writers Panel series, an informal chat about writing and the business and process of writing. Each and every panel benefits 826LA, the national nonprofit tutoring program. For more information on 826LA, visit 826LA.org. I'm your moderator, Ben Blacker. Follow me on Twitter, at Ben Blacker. I'm the co-creator of the Thrilling Adventure Hour stage program and the style of old-time radio, available as a podcast on iTunes and via Nerdist.com. Uh, I've written for the series Super Ninjas and Supernatural. We are thrilled to have here today, um, and I, I genuinely am thrilled. Uh, Jane was one of the first people who did these Nerdist Writers panels over two years ago. Uh, we made her sit up here and talk about herself. Um, and Jane and Brad and Sean all came out, and we premiered the Husband Season 1 here uh, and did a little panel then. And uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to these guys over the past couple of years and watch how Husbands has slowly taken over the earth. Uh, and now with a comic book, which uh, was written by Jane and Brad. Please welcome Jane Espenson, Brad Bell, uh, and special guest Sean Hemian. Hi guys, thanks for being here. Uh, say hello on the microphone so they know what you sound hello, like. Hello, microphone. <laughs> so long, I feel like I'm like uh, all the things, all the things it could you be. Can you know. <laughs> hello. That's, that's that Sean. That was Sean. Yeah. This is Sean. I mean, it's really kind of intimidating. It's like hi, hi. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had we've had trouble before with people not being able to tell my voice apart from Brad. So this is me, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And of course, time we're on a conference call, I'm like, I'm here, and they're like, Hi, Jane. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, you, you did have another life doing uh, fo- phone interviews or I phone did. sales. I did. I used to work on true? the phone. Yeah. yeah, I was a telemarketer. Tell me about but this. do that voice. Do the Listen, voice. Because we'll talk about the comics, but tell me about that. Well, it's not that different from my real voice. Oh. <laughs> um, it's really not. And I, I mean, even when I'm in hotels and stuff, it's like, and is that all, Miss Bell? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was, I was Chris Casey, and I would call and sell whatever product I had to sell like this. Um, because, you know, I was calling, like, God knows where around the country, and I just figured probably easier to sell as a supposed cute girl on the other end of the line, <laughs> as opposed to a gay guy, which could be a little more polarizing in Alabama. So, yeah. What were you selling? Uh, I sold lots of things. I sold warranties. I sold... <laughs> Toner. I sold vacations. Oh my god! I sold. I, I sold toner for half a day, and then I said, "Can I go to line? I mean, can I go to the bathroom? I got up, went to the bathroom, and walked out of there." Oh, that happens. That's a common occurrence. Actors do in order to like fund their dreams. You know what? It's though like, I will say, I worked the phones for like a year and a half, maybe two years, and I still use those skills all the time. Ooh, Not wait. just on the phone either. Like, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Working on the phone and getting somebody to like you and listen to you in 10 seconds and not hang up on you is really good training. Husbands was just going to be a podcast and he upsold me to a web series. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, that's actually really... That's... Which voice did he use? <laughs> they all were. Uh, that is a good point though. I mean, you guys haven't had to pitch this really hard, but you have had to pitch this both the show and the comic. 
Uh, so that's that's a great skill. That's really fantastic. Yeah, I'd oh, recommend yeah. it. Go be a telemarketer. You'll, <laughs> you'll thank yourself in ten years. <laughs> you'll hate yourself uh, doing it. Yeah. But All right. You know. Let's talk about the comic. Uh, the where the the web series came from and how you guys met and all that is fairly well trod, and and you can listen to it on our previous podcast. Um, but let's talk about this comic because a comic book does not seem the immediate uh, uh, other media to go to. Uh, how did you guys come to this, and and how did you make it so goddamn good? Ah, to us, to me, it totally felt like the next medium one oh, would yeah. go to because of Buffy. So I'd spend all this time like working on a thing like, oh, when we finished filming it, what do you do to keep the stories going? And and because you know you love these characters and you've got more stories to tell about them. Oh, you go to Dark Horse. <laughs> Seemed to work for Buffy. <laughs> was it was just the only way you knew? <laughs> the only only thing I know. <laughs> I was raised um, in a box, and it says Buffy on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Dark Horse the first and only place you went? Was that the natural yeah. place to go? Did you have to sell them on the idea? Oddly, no. They were, uh, uh, you know, you sort of go like, oh, you. you they are so awesome that we went to them and right away they were like, sure, absolutely, we love it. How many, what, would you like to do like 12 stories, 15 pages each? Like, no, I mean, I don't no. want to say they begged us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did. No, no, they didn't. Uh, I, yeah, I think we approached them with the idea and they were super open to it and we just, you know, we talked about it and, and they had to talk to some, some people, some, some shadow figures right. up at the higher ups at Dark Horse, you know, Mr. Claw and things like that. Um, <laughs> but they really were they were they were actually the original suggestion was more material than this and it was mm-hmm. like we, yeah. we we actually have a limit on our time yeah well we yeah. started um we started that right when the season uh season two filming ended so yeah we were exhausted and we were on the road and um right. but we got it done and and we love we, we're very proud of it as well you should yeah. be it's great um tell me about how the the book itself started to take shape how do you how you figured out you know Hearing that you had the opportunity to go of any length, too, is very right. interesting to me. But how did you figure out, you know, the constraints that you would give yourselves? Well, they sort of, um, after we talked back and forth with them, we got the idea of the six issues of, of 12 each. And um, so then we had to come up with, like, six stories. And I think my first thought was, like, well, is it time to bring back a really domestic story and just continue the story of Cheeks and Brady in the house, um, you know, the next chapter in their tale. And I think Brad was the one who said, like, no, for, for the TV show, we leaned into TV tropes, but for a comic book, we should do comic book tropes. Yeah, well, yeah. I just felt like, you know, with a comic book, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, alternate dimensions are the limit. There is no limit, um, except for the end of the page. <laughs> and I thought... Like why you know you don't want to see these two guys in a kitchen in a comic book you want to see them doing everything and and I got excited about that and I think that's how we settled on doing different comic worlds because we couldn't decide which sort of comic book universe we liked the best and I think the thing that still made it seem like our show is the notion of we will always have them be learning a skill that you would learn in the first year of a marriage mm-hmm. uh, so even in some of, some of the stories yeah they haven't met each other yet and in some they're in a relationship and in, in some they're in a long-standing relationship and sort of figuring out, okay, and it, it sort of progresses through the book. Um, it's sort get, of like Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually God, sort of is. Yeah. It is sort of like mm-hmm. Cloud Atlas. It is. Wow. But it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should do a Past Lives episode or something like that. It's how yeah, we're going to fill totally. these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious about, because the layering on of, on of metaphor is absolutely what makes it work. You know, otherwise it would just be kind of a flight of fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how did you guys arrive on the tropes to use for what stories and all that? I mean, it feels like, sure, you had superheroes. You knew you were going to do something like that. But how did you decide on the stories themselves? Yeah, we wrote up an initial document that was sort of like, you and I, we just talked it through. We had lunch or something and worked out, like, we think these, we like these six areas. And then we sort of came up with, like, this area seems like it'd be about communication. Mm-hmm. And this one means, seems like it'd be about trust. Mm-hmm. And this one seems like it'd be about underestimating your part. And, and, but the actual beat-by-beat stories well, came long the, after that. I think the worlds came from relationships. We tried to think of right. um, classic you know, dynamics and relationships like a prince and a princess or um, Luke and Han and yeah. <laughs> Sherlock and Watson. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that sort of set, uh, set the direction for which kind of genres we'd be going into. And then, and then about deciding which uh, sort of domestic or uh, you know relationship stories right. to tell. How did that get layered in? That was just totally like, okay, which of these stories could be about trust? Well, the one where they are working together to um, blow up the meteorite. Like, okay, that sounds that's a trust story. Um, oh, I thought that was a communication story. No, the communication. Do we have a misunderstanding? One was the one where you're the little green alien <laughs> about yeah. communication. That. Wait, what? They're working to blow up the, the spaceship? What? No, the, oh, the meteor. The Superhero strike. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's space. That's trust. trust. She's yeah. right. <laughs> you want to you reread the book before? Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I, I thought you were talking about the space one, though. But yeah, yeah the meteor. No, no the, not the ship. The superhero. They try to blow things up. They blow lot. things up sometimes. <laughs> Which, again, awesome to do in a comic book. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Sean, let me jump to you for a second okay. uh, before we, we get back into this um, Tell me about seeing yourself uh, huh. in print here. How did you respond to seeing the art once it was uh, shown to you? Can I curse on this thing? <laughs> we we encourage this it. Is going, but uh, it is effing awesome. It is <laughs> fucking badass. You got badass. permission to say effing. That's oh. why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cool. <laughs> ah. No, because they, they would be getting these rendering. We, you know, going to the conventions, they'd be on the plane writing it and then showing me pictures, and I'm just this guy sitting there it's like that's me <laughs> like, look at this this is so co- I'm a superhero whoa whoa you're blowing my mind but like uh, I, I'm, I'm a little kid that would run around the house and pretend I was Robin Hood or Superman and save the day and, and, and now I am and, and so it's like a nice little fulfilled little kid yeah, fantasy yeah you're such a badass you say effing <laughs> thank you um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's really badass. Yeah. Terrific. Effing. Um, so once you guys decided on the stories, um, how did the book start to come together? How did you find your artists? Dark Horse came to us with four of the five artists. Oh, really? the, uh, yeah, the artists are Ron Chan and Natalie Norgat and M.S. Corley and Ben Dewey and Tanya Del Rio. And we brought in Tanya with us. Tanya had been part of Team Husbands from the beginning. She designed the big H in our husband's logo. Um, and she also is an artist who works on Archie Comics. So we knew she'd someone who could get that Archie world exactly yeah. right. Um, the others were brought to us by Dark Horse and... I can't remember. I think th- for some of them, they said, we think this would be the right artist for this issue. And for other ones, we were like, no, wait, switch them. Like, or that, we like that. So like the really intricate style for our Sherlock Holmes one and the really clean golden age style for our superhero one. So they sort of, the, the pairings seemed pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you look at more than just these artists that you wound up using? They submitted mm-hmm. maybe a couple more that we, where we got to choose. Like, which one of these three would you like? Yeah, it was like per issue. It was like, here are the artists we're thinking of for this issue. And we would sort of, yeah, go with the one we felt like yeah. best matched the tone. And do you remember what you responded to in these? You know, was there something about Natalie's that made you say, yeah, this, this works in our world? 
Yeah, whichever yeah. artist made me look the best. <laughs> That's how I choose. That was the submission process. Yeah. <laughs> they did all have to submit, like, this is what my sure. uh, Cheeks, Haley, and, and Brady would look like. And then we got to look at them That's and awesome. give notes on them. And I just kept saying, make his eyes bigger, make his eyes bigger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was really neat. I can't imagine what that was like for you, Brad, to look at those drawings and see your own yeah. face as people see you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, it's, it's eye-opening. It's big eye-opening. <laughs> um, because you do see how people see you. You know, it's like everyone sees different parts of a thing when they're looking at it, so people see things differently. It's almost as if beauty is in the eye of whoever is looking at it. Um, there's probably a more succinct way to say that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, and so it was interesting. It was like, oh, really? That's... When you look at me, huh? And then there were other times where it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you, look, you think I'm good looking, yeah. It was interesting. You look good. I mean, you look great. I, I, I was shocked how all of the artists made my face very thin and tall. I mean, I'm a tall guy, but like really big. It was, but it was like, okay, all right, I can accept that. You're such a twink boy in all of these. You're just like, look at you. What? You look like you're 15 on the cover, and I'm like, and I'm like 35, yeah. like 40. Like this is messed up. Yeah, like, that's why we went with that artist. <laughs> it's working. I mean, uh, although what you know, I'll say what what is really cool I'm not about flushing, the lights are red. Right? <laughs> Just so you know, what is really cool about all the artists is none of them looked like caricatures. You know, right. they there were real people throughout mm-hmm. the stories, and you know, I mean, that's that's what husbands the series had as well. As oh you respond God, to them as people, right? Absolutely. <laughs> they are a funny exaggeration without being a caricature. The metaphor is like perfect. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's do book two. Um, tell me, uh, Jane and Brad, about writing in this new, well, new, new to you, Brad, medium. Um, how was the transition for you? What kind of format did you, like, let's get into some nuts and bolts. What kind yeah. of format did you use? It's the same way. I've always written comic books, which is just sort of, I just learned from watching Joss do it. So I sort of do it in his style, which is maybe a little more directorial than some people do, where you're actually, for each panel, you're describing, okay, page three, panel one, like, we're looking from overhead as, you know, and um, you know, pretty detailed description of each panel. Um, with the dialogue already in. I know in some places you describe all the action, then they draw it, then you start writing and placing the dialogue, and that just feels so bass backwards to me. I want (laughs) to... Bass Acker, it's words. Um, I want to I wanna write the scenes and then figure out what, what they're doing, how they're moving around the room. Um, but the funny thing was, Brad had never done this. I sent him... Like, oh, here's a sample. Here's an episode or an issue of Buffy that I wrote. Look at this. And they got an email right back saying, like, I can't even read this. Like, it's too, it's dense. It's hard to read. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, within a day, he was, like, sending me a completed script. Like, oh, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me how you got to that. I mean, yeah. did you sit down with the script and kind of take it apart? What's your, what's your brain process for figuring out these formats? Um, yeah, I just, I remember looking at it, and, you know, screenplays are very basic, and, and you're, you want to be simpler if you can, and um, I, I was just used to that format, and then seeing the comic book structure where it's like, page four, panel one, in this panel, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, that mirrors the panel from the previous page, and blah da 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 you know, like, we are looking, and, and even the language is different, because in a script, you would say, he sets the water down, whereas in a comic book, you have to say, he is setting the water down, you have yeah. to say, like, it's a snapshot. Describe what's happening. You can't do movement, and so your tenses are all over the, over the place, and then you have to think about what they're saying. So, yeah, my eyes kind of crossed the first time, but 
Um, I just read it very slowly. <laughs> it took me like an hour to sort of get through six pages or something. Um, and after that, I was like, okay. So really the only thing that was throwing me off is the description, um, which does slow you down. It is much slower than writing um, something for TV. Oh, it takes forever to write a page well, of do you, a Yeah, Do you remember what your, your page rate was? Your rate per page, rather? No idea. It was usually pretty close. Like, if it was a 12-page issue, issue, it was, like, you know, maybe 13 or 15 because you have a description and stuff. Oh, page. Is that what yeah. you mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, for uh, how, for how I, much you could we, get how, done. Yeah, how fast could we in a city? Oh, um... We could... We maybe did a couple issues over a weekend or something, but it would be, certainly oh, wow. be hard to write it any faster. Yeah, well, and if you have a really strong I mean, outline like, and you know, like, you've got all the, scene, the scenes in your head, you can write it pretty fast. I actually meant, like, I think there were a couple issues that we managed to write that issue in a weekend. Not yeah. that we could write a couple in a single week. No, no, but yeah. even so, that's, yeah. that's really cool. They would, they would do most of it on the plane. I mean, we did like a lot I said, on like the plane. we'd be sitting and they'd just be doing it on the plane ride, like from Atlanta having, over yeah. to we California. Do a, we're flying a lot, and so having we do a lot of Having that study hall is a great opportunity. It's yeah. true, and we normally, since particularly for writing the show, we rarely write in the same place, mm-hmm. like we're emailing. Um, so if we ever get a chance on a plane to sit side by side and work, it's actually a good way that lets us work together, but without the, like, Okay, you're staring at me because I'm having an idea. Yeah, you're staring at the back of the seat up there. That's all right. Well, that's very interesting. Um, did you guys read comics before uh, jumping into this endeavor? Just in the casual sort of way that one reads comics. Yeah, I, I, I um, read Calvin and Hobbes growing up, and I uh, read Scott Pilgrim. Uh, after I saw the movie, I was like, this is amazing. What is this based on? I have to know everything about this project. Um, yeah, and, and I've, I've read a few here and there. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm an avid consumer But of you comics. were familiar with the language of mm-hmm. the medium. Oh, I mean, sure. I think that's, that's yeah. what I'm really asking. It's, mm-hmm. you, know, did, you had to sit and take it apart, both of the script and with you know, just stuff you had read mm-hmm. previously. And I remember when I was a kid, I, I saw, my friend had a big comic collection, and one of the first gay things I ever saw in pop culture was in a comic. And I remember thinking... What was it? Uh, it, was a, it was two women. I want to say it was a Batman comic. But I could be wrong. But it was two women, um, and one was like putting suntan oil on the other woman by the pool, and she like goes a little too far below the waist, and the, the one woman's like, "What are you doing?" And the other woman says, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I thought you were a ellipsis. No, no. I mean that's cool and everything, but I'm not one." And I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> It was just shocking me. I mean, I, you know, in my mind, gay, like, you, it was illegal to do gay stuff in pop culture. Like, is that allowed? So, you know. That's wild. Um, tell, me, tell me again uh, a little more about the process. It was really interesting to see the outlines that you guys put in the back of the hardcover yeah. collection. That was really cool. Um, how far into the process did those outlines come? Early. Well, oh, those were like the very first like, thing we wrote because yeah. The, yeah. we strayed pretty far. Yeah. And the order and what happens in those, it was interesting reading those because it was like, this isn't what we ended up with at all. Yeah, that was that was really early, actually. Yeah, that I think was that was like, the first thing we wrote. Yeah, yeah, when Dark Horse was like, all right, we got the go ahead. Go, you know, Now we'd like to see what you have in mind issue by issue. And so that was like, oh, my God, we're actually going to do this. <laughs> Wait, write something. Yeah, um, and, I think we wrote that on the set. Of season two, actually. Oh my God, did we? Yeah, I think, I think you're so. right. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually not. Imp- I am much more struck by how much stayed than how much strayed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually surprised by. I mean, that was clearly a very early piece. Mm-hmm. Those outlines by how similar it was to the final mm-hmm. product. Although the differences are also very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, what mm-hmm. were some of the challenges you guys uh, found as you went along? 
Issue one was the hardest, I think, because we were both still figuring out what it was going to be, how it was going to feel like, and how to write in this form. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a problem that we actually often have, which is like, I think at a certain point we were like, wait, does this ending connect with the beginning, the story that we said we were setting out to do in like panel mm -hmm. one? Mm -hmm. uh, and we did a, um, we'd actually turned it in, got some notes from Dark Horse, and like did a great big rewrite on that one. But then after that, like, we'd gotten in the groove, and that didn't happen again. Yeah, I remember yeah. in issue one, um, I really wanted the villain to have uh, a fair point of view for why he was doing what he was. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. want him to just think, oh, I want to destroy the world. I wanted it to be like, oh, well, actually, because his whole um, uh, mantra is that you know, like, we use threats against people every day. Like, we're giant bullies. Like, guns, whether you like them or not are how you get power. Like, the life we're living right now, this luxurious, rich life, was all attained through bloodshed and guns. <laughs> so, like, your idea for peace is great, but that's not how the world has ever worked. Um, and, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, and so he wasn't just evil and out there, and we wanted to figure out how to communicate that, you know, in a, in a fun, zippy way. Sometimes I think Brad is a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's no question. I'm not in the closet about it. Um, you guys Jane's have... going to pay for that later. <laughs> no, he's happy to wear that. No, but I like the idea um, that I'm pinky and you're the... Or I'm, I'm the brain and you're pinky. Like that, Sean. We should do that in the next... I, I just thought she said supervillain. My first thought was the brain. Isn't that you guys too? Okay. Don't uh, judge me. You know you love it. The web Animaniacs, y'all. Come on. The web series um, is so fast-paced, and so, uh, you know, the dialogue is so snappy uh, and so much fun. Was there a challenge in translating that to the very limited uh, opportunities for dialogue in comic books? Yeah. Um, I actually got us off on a bad foot, but I was the first one to say web series, and we actually, we actually don't call it a web series because there's no reason to yeah, yeah. we have a, yeah, a philosophy and, and we're writing a piece on it and it's, you should look for it in the next couple months <laughs> no, um, it's the future you guys yeah yeah but um, but yes because comic books are like the opposite of TV where TV is all it, to me it's so auditory it's so much about the dialogue and that's the thing I like best is writing dialogue and then you get into a comic book and you're like I've got no room for dialogue I can put a couple lines in one of these panels and then it's all action and visual and um, so keeping that quippy verbal sense of husbands on the page was one of the things we worked really hard on was making sure the lines retain that and I think Brad is particularly good at that uh, and in fact uh, I had Brad look at one of the Buffy comics I wrote recently and he went through and like added like three jokes and it's like yeah because just because you're concentrating so hard on the visual you don't want to forget the verbal mm -hmm. yeah. yeah how did Brad how did you find translating because the jokes really do come through and like the it, mm -hmm. like in the series they're so linked to character the, char the voices are so distinct mm -hmm. um, but tell me about making that adjustment yeah that's interesting um, the first thing I noticed when I started writing was that a lot of um, the humor in the show can be pulled through the performance mm -hmm. So you have a line like, I didn't know that. And that can be the funniest line of the show because of the way that the actor delivers it or the context it takes place in. Um, but on the page, it has to be funny in the language. You know, it has to be, um, that's where the humor has come from. So 
I feel good that we figured that out before we got like six issues into it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just making those voices distinctive, like how would this person say this, and and um, and, and the banter, and I mean, as far as the the dialogue, the length of the dialogue, we try to keep it pretty short in the show anyway. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that different, but it is difficult to get so much plot in, and and these are big, intricate plots with with you know villains and superheroes that have uh, obstacles yeah. and goals and. Um, All that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things that was great, like having Tanya do the, the Archie art, was that you get humor from the, the physical attitudes of the characters. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, when, when Archie characters run, like one of them's running like this, one of them's running like that. And, and it's just so cute. And I thought it was, it was really fun to also see humor coming through and mm-hmm. how they said the lines when you saw how, how Brady was standing or moving or whatever. And, and it's, it, it was, I find that stuff very funny. Archie characters always crack me up. <laughs> that, is, that really is one of the standout chapters uh, in the book. You guys clearly enjoyed playing in that world. I really loved that. That Mm -hmm. was my favorite one to write. Uh, What was your favorite one? Well, Brad wrote the last one solo. The um, Super Spy one is Mm -hmm. written by Brad Solo. Um, But I kind of feel like you owned the superhero one, the first one. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, I like them all. I don't know that I could say I have a favorite. You don't have to choose. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Are are there particular... uh, either sections or even, you know, just panels that you consider a triumph, uh, something that came off exactly the way you wanted I it to. I ship it. I ship it so uh, Yeah, that, everybody oh, loves that. And a, and few, a few panels before that uh, where, the, where Cheeks and Brady jump out of the tower and they're naked and then Cheeks has to, like, fall into Brady's arms. I loved that because that image to me is such an iconic heterosexual image. <laughs> And I wanted to give it a gay spin, so I was really happy with how that came out. That, that's a brilliant episode. I mean, yeah, that, that one really is. Like that, that really one. is because I mean, we've seen the spin of you know the like Disney loves to do the princess who saves herself from the prince, mm-hmm. but now it's two guys doing it and yeah. making it even further. Well, so. and they're naked, and that strips away the um, you know the the gender the, conditioned uh, clothing and and yeah. the era and like it's human beings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's, the cocks on the cocks. Yeah, that was yeah, there's roosters. Yeah, and that was actually there's, there's like in the back of the book, <laughs> in the back of the book. There's a little thing where you can so sort of see it, how that joke evolved of the um, of Haley saying I ship it, um, and like the earl- the earliest draft that had it in, and then like a question. Dark Horse asked a question like, "What is she shipping? We don't understand. <laughs> What's being shipped?" And we were like, "Oh." And then uh, did you watch so- the show, Dark Horse? Did you watch the show? This is based. No, off it's the- of- they got the- they just didn't know the slang. What is what does it mean to ship something? Oh. So that we had to sort of explain that, and then um, and then realizing that like, oh wait, this is all the funnier if she's got the roosters in the wheelbarrow, so we know where the roosters came from. Yeah. So yeah, that was a whole roosters in a wheelbarrow. An evolution. <laughs> that's, that's what she's and she's like slaving along. Like, <laughs> she's clearly never transported roosters before. <laughs> they will not stay in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> do a lot of rooster transporting, do you? <laughs> I, I used to sell roosters He's on the from phone. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> speaking of your distinct voices, <laughs> uh, shall we read something? Sure. I don't have... Um, oh, wait, there's a copy next to you. Do you want to do that? We can. I mean, I kind of feel like we're spoiling it for anyone who hasn't gotten it. 
I, th- I feel like it's a, a, a little taste of it. A little and taste? they'll rush out and want to buy it. Okay, let's taste it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna, we, um, need, we need a man to read the part of Prince Arden. Are there um, any men here? Are there any men Who here? Who wants a Are shot? there any men in the house? <laughs> ben, do you want to do Well, wait. Oh. You could read it because you aren't on oh. the same page, right? You are never... Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. Oh. I just... Because there's three microphones. And... Oh, okay. Um, where, where are where are we? Places okay. in well, they time. Won't know who I, well, we have to tell them. I'm the yeah, prince. Yeah, exactly. I'm Brady. Yeah. You could well, use different you voices. I, I could well, try that. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I can help that because I'll be stationed. You should no, act like you're the prince in one scene. See, look, and there's, then the, act. there's the cocks and the cocks. Those of you with books, this is the second issue, which starts on page like 23 or so. Everyone open yeah. up your Who's got books? 23. <laughs> So our heroes have been sucked into a vortex that's taking them from story to story. 23. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to read along because you're going to need to see the pictures. So yeah. people who don't have a book, you're just going to have to... You're need to see the pictures. I mean, what's the point so, of reading a book if you... So, so push, push pause on the podcast, go buy the book, and then come back to it. <laughs> that's the yeah. way we're doing this. Absolutely. It won't, it won't, it won't take long. Um, can I really? Can I see this? Do you want to bring the lights up a little bit? No, I got it. <laughs> Our famous newlyweds and their tiny, drunken friends swirl through a vortex of time and ink. Have they learned all the lessons that the universe is determined to teach them? Are they headed home? Huh, apparently not. And we see a castle. <laughs> there he is, the trickster, the nymph, the thief who has stolen my heart. And oh, Jake yes, says. that's me. I, I was just asking myself, can I see this in the light? Okay. <laughs> Listen, Prince Arden, I'm flattered and all, but don't you think this is a bit premature? My darling Cheekston, love knows no time, no logic or reason. When I saw you this morning, I knew you were mine. We shall have no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few boundaries, actually. Spatial ones. Special, spatial boundaries. <laughs> But I plucked you from the market to give you all of this. I shall become king and you shall be my consort. It's quite literally a fairy tale come true. Right. About that. I'm prince material myself, despite the current peasant situation. Consort gigs, just not really what I'm looking for. So thanks for the bath and everything. No. (laughs) You are mine now, and since you don't seem to realize that yet... He has his guards grab him, and they haul him to a dungeon, and they throw him into the cell. You can wait in here until you do. (laughs) Yeah, I gathered that's where this all was headed. We see that he's in the top of a tower. Well, the exposed stone is nice. It's got a certain shabby rock and roll appeal. Not awful. Gives me plenty of time to practice my out-of-body traveling. He tries. He concentrates really hard. Damn it. (laughs) Wait, is that what the panel actually says when you write it? Like, in this panel, he tries really, really hard. Is that what it's like? Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm just curious. (laughs) I'm still here. All right. Escape plan time. A plan takes shape. <laughs> the clever lad deftly sculpts a broom handle. He's chewing on it. Oh, <laughs> he breaks the mirror carefully, making almost no noise. <laughs> He's using a mirror to, to heat the guard's milk. Thermal energy is transferred to the milk, causing the molecules to move faster. Molecules? We're in, like, the dark ages. Sun magic heats the milk. (laughs) An arrow comes flying in through the window, and it's got a little sign on it that says, Duck! No, no, cease! I totally got this. 
More, More arrows. arrows. Flaming arrows Flaming come arrows. flying at him. He's, they pin him against the door. It's too close. He's pissed off. He's running down. He, the door well, is now, gone the, now. Yeah, because the arrows, the flaming arrows burn the door. You really do need to see the pictures. <laughs> the flaming arrows got so him out of the, the door. Burn the door. Yeah, yeah so, so now he's so walking he through. Yeah. He's coming down. Free, he's but pissed. he's pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. He's walking down the stairs. Now he's, he's walking down saying, the stairs so, of the tower, saying, "So mad, <laughs> nerve. I can't believe it. Isn't it always the way? Really, some people, no consideration. I'm, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And, and, and he, there I am, cocking the guard on the head." Ha! Yeah, it's, it's Brady. This time, it's the first time it's actually Brady. Fear not, my fair lady. Lad. Lad. <laughs> fear not, my fear lad. <laughs> You're safe now, yes. If, um, is I Prince Kelly of Hollywoodlands? Charmed, I'm sure. I'm Cheekston, a pauper until this morning when princes suddenly began popping into my life. <laughs> One, I was literally inches away from solving this problem myself. Two, that fire could have burned me alive. Three, both points one and two are extremely valid. But heroism is what I do, you know? Dragon slaying, <laughs> tower rescuing, sleep awakening, kissy stuff, I mean, you know? And I bet it feels good to be so strong and clever and useful. It does. <laughs> Gives a man purpose. <clears throat> Oh, he's a man. Oh! Yeah, it's hitting you now, isn't it? And we see that Brady gets clonked on the head by the prince's man. And now they're, ba- now they're both in the, in the tower cell. That, that seems like a good place to stop it. That's a cliffhanger. Oh, oh. I like it. Oh, it gets so good, though. No. No. That's a good one. By the book. Podcast listeners, um, so clever, but I like that. It's available digitally as well, correct? It is available. You can download it from the Dark Horse website. Yeah, uh, and, and, it, any, and it actually yeah. looks great on the iPad and stuff. It's really cool. And anything people want that's husbands related, actually, an easy way to do it is to go to husbandstheseries.com, and there's yeah. links to everything there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all and and other fun stuff. Yeah, we got tons of fun I stuff. Poking around there. <laughs> um, you guys must have questions for our esteemed guests. Uh, if you do. Please make your way to this white pole right here, and um, I will hold up the microphone, and you may you, ask your question with your mouth. Are you going to do your thing about what a question is? Because it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yes. I love you guys, it. Well, they, they got to meet you outside, but you guys, <laughs> please remember, a question begins with a W or an H, not with an I. <laughs> and also, when you ask your question, do not touch my microphone. <laughs> If you do have a question, please come he up here. He used to say, and it does not contain the word hug. <laughs> I feel like they're all hugged out. Yeah, we would hug you guys. Like. I, I, I. Um, so yeah, please. <laughs> what the hell? I have no idea. what. If you were just listening to this and you didn't see it, I don't know what it was either. <laughs> I think that was a question I that started with the, the microphone. word I. I, I. Okay. Oh. I was having a moment with the audience on this side. <laughs> All right. they, they got it. Okay. Those are your people. I guess so, yes. <laughs> uh, if you do have a question, please come up here. I promise they're all very nice. And you guys will answer questions about anything, right? Yeah, anything. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, the answer, though, before it comes up is commando. <laughs> Hi. I, Hi. I, I'm curious. Uh, uh, my question is, Will uh, <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. Uh, you said I'm curious. 
Will, you uh, do something like this in, in New York? I came here from New York. I'm curious. We just got back from we New York. We just did our signings in New York. We did one at um, Columbia University and one at Midtown Comics. But we will be back in New York in October for New York Comic Con, and we will do more signings there. Uh, yeah. yeah, can you guys tell us any of the other uh, travel plans coming up? Because this will go out on Tuesday, so... Yeah, what our next... Chicago is Chicago next. is the next thing, C2E2, which is Chicago Comic Con. C2E2, we're also going to DePaul University. Um, where do we go after that? Seattle? Would yeah, you? then we fly from Chicago to Seattle, and we sign in Seattle, and, and then, then we sign in Portland at Powell's Books in Portland, mm-hmm. which is the best bookstore. It's amazing. Um, and yeah. if you go to husbands the series dot com and click mm-hmm. on the thing there's that says a- Austin on tour, yeah. yeah, we're going to go to the Austin TV Festival later this and year. San Diego, San Diego. We'll be in London as well. We're going to London, yeah, thanks. we're going to London at MCM. Um, yeah, it's somewhere in there. They're shooting the next season. I don't. Yeah, you know, just, I'm, yeah. I'm on you, standby. You, you are too. By the way, dude. You're in. <laughs> Is the that next what I'm season. doing? <laughs> Yeah, they're got, not laughing because that's not a joke. <laughs> shoot husbands, please. In fact, well, a month from today is supposed to be our last day of shooting. <laughs> oh, one month from today. <laughs> you, you're a veil, right? I, yeah, we're, okay, we're, okay. We're, how's the script coming? <laughs> um, it'll be finished soon. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's, we're, we've done it before. It's fine. We're going to try improv the next season. We got the characters loose, down. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> we, we have another question. It's yeah. not travel related, right? <laughs> H, can you talk a bit about the CWD pickup and where people will be able to watch that stuff? That's very clever. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Tell them about CWD. More making more husbands through CW Digital, who um, renewed us, um, or or nude us because it's the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we we are uh, going to have an exclusive with them, so all the new husbands content will be at the CW Digital site, which is CWTV, um, alongside all the all the programming that they have on their broadcast. So like next to the Vampire Diaries is husbands. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's going to be great. We're going to make uh, 44 more minutes, and it'll be two stories. Each story is told in three acts, the same way we did season two. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's going to be amazing. And um, we've actually we've been out. We've been location scouting and such. Mm-hmm. So there's there's good stuff in the works. And I think I'm looking at our new house tomorrow, by the way. <gasps> yeah. Everyone, we, else, we, we, everyone else on the team really likes it. The, the thing about Where the husbands is, is they move a lot. Do you have pictures? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can send them to you. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They've been busy. They've well, been that, traveling. I was like, hey, um, guys, how t- are you? Can you tell us a little bit about how this uh, CW Digital thing came to be? Yeah, it was actually just exactly in every way what you would hope it to be, which is we went in and they were already fans. They'd seen all the episodes. They loved them. They got it. It was It was so clearly a serious meeting right from the beginning of like, yeah, we love husbands. How can we get more husbands? I said, like, well, yeah. So we didn't have like, to well, sell. we'll make it for you. <laughs> we were already with, we actually had a literal dog and a pony, and we were going to put on a show. And we didn't have to. They were, they were just like, we want it. <laughs> the pony couldn't fit on the elevator. <laughs> but that's okay, because the dog, the dog can do his own thing solo. <laughs> He's good. He's really good on the fly. Like, that would have really put he on the show. He redo his tracks and everything. <laughs> yeah. Writers... Hi again. Hi. <laughs> or, hi. Writers, actors, comedians, and other slackers. 
who want to get involved, how can they maybe volunteer to be part of an episode? Maybe? Well, we we write it all ourselves. We don't have a writer's room. Um, and I won't employ any slackers. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. We, um, is, let me, let me yeah. frame it a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, people love husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to have a piece of husbands. Uh, you know, well, they can for a price. <laughs> <laughs> as as with any you know well made uh, and popular um, entertainment, you know I think the fans feel a certain ownership and they want to be involved. Yeah. Uh, how can they be involved? Um, how can they be involved? They can come to events <laughs> like can, this. They can come to events like this. They can buy the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brad, you're staring at me like I have all the answers. You know, no, I just love that you're like, um, how can they be involved? Well, when I mean, it gets I, on the CW platform, they can push, the, you know, tell the friends to watch it, get the views up on that. That Sean's is smart. the most effective way. That that is the most helpful and beneficial way. And if if they like living in the world of husbands and experiencing be that, more. and yeah, if they want more, then yeah. the most important thing to do would be to absolutely evangelize the link at CW <laughs> when it comes out and to contact CW if, whether or not that's making a website or tweeting at them and saying we want more of this please keep doing this and thank you yeah and we love comments on all the content absolutely all that stuff. yeah I mean I think people don't realize because you are such Hollywood big shots that you guys see these things you know oh my you god go yes check out the comments and mm-hmm. you talk to people yeah. on Twitter like yeah. that's important for the fans and, and I think you know, as as a fellow creator, it's important to us to know that you guys are out there and there's mm-hmm. a dialogue. Absolutely. Well, and we love that because especially when you're making something that is completely your vision, mm-hmm. um, you meet people that are like-minded because you've you've taken all your tastes and your ideas and put them into something and the people who like and get it will most likely be like you and like and enjoy <laughs> similar things. And uh, yeah, so we, we love being able to do that and, and get face-to-face with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they have lots of opportunities. Tell them again where they can find out where, where, the, where your dog and pony show is going. Husbandstheseries.com. Mm-hmm. That will always be a place you can go. Even you can also, once, we're on C, once we're on CWTV, you can still always reach us by going to husbandstheseries.com. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, we have one time for... That's not really a question. It's a comment. If they want to help promote whenever we're doing conventions, definitely talk to me. As we're yeah. doing this, because that's something that we're adding into. Yeah, you can, you can yeah, do, can do um, that's our publicist, Melanie. She's amazing. And you can go to um, the website where her contact info is. Yes. And <laughs> Should you just get back on the mic? Oh, it's got your phone number, too, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't call her. Just tweet or email her. That's the best. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. Tweet. She yeah, wants yeah. you to tweet, tweet. at M4PR. Underscore Mel, M-E-L, at M4PR, underscore M-E-L. See, this is my Chris Casey voice. (laughs) You just sold thousands. Great, now go ahead and put you down for eight. Okay. (laughs) Visa Uh, MasterCard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and and you can do, and she'll respond to you, and we can uh, organize and rally our our fans that want to see more. Exactly. Uh, before we wrap up, let's talk about what you guys are watching on television, what you are watching in the movies, what comic books you might be reading, uh, the stuff that's getting you inspired or that you're talking about amongst yourselves uh, for, you know, as you get going on the, the next projects. Uh, Jane, let's start with you. We always watch a lot of sitcom reruns because our show is sort of about the, the rhythm and history of sitcoms. So Brad and I have watched a lot of I Love Lucy, and recently we've been watching Big Bang Theory and a little bit of Frasier. Yeah, and it's it's funny because um, we had uh, done the outline, and there's a scene in 
the upcoming episode uh, that I had fleshed out in my mind, and then I watched the second episode of the first season of Bewitched. And the first scene is exactly a scene that takes place in, uh, in what we're writing. And I was like, okay, good. Well, we're on the right path. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely going back in Dick Van Dyke. Um, yeah. And in terms of movies, I'm dying to see The Evil Dead. I have yet to see it. Oh, there's no V now. It's just Evil Dead. Because um, I'm a big horror buff. I thought you said there was no V, which would make it the eel dead. The eel dead. <laughs> That's a new discovery reality That's show. Roger Corwin version. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just saw Place else? Beyond the Pines. That was so good. That's really good acting. Yeah. If anybody's seen that or yeah, playing go to movies, no, we watch like television. Well, I, I watched. Okay, so I watched a lot of uh, supernatural and fantasy. So I, I went from right from Walking Dead into Game of Thrones, and then. Uh, gearing up for True Blood this summer as well because I'm just a huge vampire fan and um, that I love living in those worlds. That's what I, that's what I do. Um, yeah. And then and then you know there, there's two other online series that I've been working on that are coming out. My Synthesized Life and Bloomers. Um, they'll be coming out over the summer as well. So been working Woo-hoo, in the online on. area. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else want to plug anything else? Once upon a time. Sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's I uh, work at Once Upon a Time and now there's going to be a spinoff. Yeah. Um, and I'm working on both, I guess. And uh, <laughs> as well as husbands. As well as husbands. For God's um, sake. I know. How do you find the good. time? She's cloned. <laughs> yeah, I've, I work on husbands during the hiatus from from Once Upon a Time, and it works out perfectly. And yeah, I love that gig, and I love the show. So check that out. Um, and we're doing. Um, uh, there may be some special DVD content for Once Upon a Time that um, that you're gonna really like. <laughs> Cool. Thanks. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Please give a round thank of applause. You. Jane Espenson, Brad Bell, Sean Hemian. Uh, go to husbandstheseries.com, pick up the comic book. Thank you guys. Now leaving nerdist.com. 